0: I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, and as we wrap up June Dairy Month, I wanted to introduce you to a modern dairy farm in Luxembourg, Wisconsin, who is not only investing in innovation in the dairy barn, but in soil health as well. Paul Cornett operates Cornett Dairy with his brother, and he's one of the founders of Peninsula Pride Farms, which is a farmer-led watershed protection group in northeast Wisconsin. He tells me about the progress they've made in the environment over the past decade, but first he tells me more about the multi-generational dairy farm.
1: Like 95 percent of Wisconsin dairy farms, we are family owned and operated, and my dad bought this farmstead in 1972. So we had the opportunity to celebrate 50 years uh, just last spring. So my brother and I are the second generation here, but both sets of grandparents were dairy farmers. Uh, Depending on how far back up the family tree you go and which branch you climb on, uh, we're fourth, fifth generation dairy farmers here. And today we're milking 360 cows using robots and we farm about a thousand acres.
0: Yeah, in 50 years, a lot of changes have happened on the farm. Tell me about uh, some of the innovations that you have here at Cornet Dairy.
1: So we use a lot of technology. I got myself a drone a few years ago to save myself some steps when I'm looking at my fields. And we've got an auto-steer tractor, GPS guidance, uh, that kind of thing as well. But the main technology is in the barn. Uh, when we went to full automation, uh, robot, milkers, Lely Robotic Milking in 2017. Robotic feed pushers, alley scrapers that run on a timer. It's a do-it-yourself type system for the cows in there, which gives them a lot of freedom to be themselves.
0: And how does technology benefit the farm? How has that helped you as a business owner?
1: First and foremost, it was a labor savings. Um, it's hard to find help prior to buying Uh, and installing the robots. Uh, We relied on a fair amount of hired help to get the milking done. We did some ourselves too. It worked out at the size we were, that we were about four hours on, four hours off milking, so it's just not the most convenient work schedule for most people. So upgrading to the robots that just run by themselves 23 hours a day with a little supervision been a lot easier, especially as the labor market has gotten to be more challenging lately.
0: In addition to investing in technology, Paul, you've also dove into environmental sustainability. You're one of the first members of the Peninsula Pride Farms, which is a farmer-led watershed group here in northeast Wisconsin. Why don't you tell me about that group and what you do?
1: Back in 2016, uh, we were we were dealing with some scrutiny and some uh some bad publicity and we realized a number of us about three dozen farmers from uh southern door and kewanee counties realized that we needed to do a better job of talking about what we did to protect the environment how we took care of our cows and and what our stewardship was because people simply i think didn't have a very good handle on on what we do and and we, we needed to do a better job of telling that story at the same time uh, we knew that there were opportunities to improve our practices and do a better job of stewardship out on the land. So we set about not only telling a story, but having a better story to tell and using data, metrics uh, to, to verify and build trust that we are trying to do better, trying to take better care of our natural resources. You know, our farms. We're all part of the community, just like everyone else is. We care about those natural resources that we all share. And we wanna pass those on to the next generation of our family, just like everyone else in the community does too. And and that's what we're trying to do.
0: Paul, how does your farm protect the area's water, soil, and land?
1: Well, over the last few years, we've been using uh, more cover crops and more no-till planting. Uh, Right now, over about 10 years ago, we've cut the amount of acreage that we, conventional farm, if you think of conventional farming, you maybe think of plow in the fall, scratch the ground in the spring, uh, and then plant. Uh, No-till planting is planting directly into the undisturbed ground. And we've been doing a lot more of that. We've cut our plowing in half, basically, in the last 10 years, and we're trying to keep going weather and and other considerations can make it challenging. It's a phase-in process, but we're trying to get to all no-till.
0: Paul, can you tell us uh, maybe some of the results that Peninsula Pride Farms members have seen since they started implementing sustainable practices on farm?
1: Just over the last uh, couple of months we got results back from the biggest study that we've ever taken part in. We partnered with a number of collaborators, Farmers for Sustainable Food, uh, Houston Engineering out of the Twin Cities and and some government agency personnel too to conduct the study uh, using the field print platform which is a modeling type system to help measure overall environmental impact of a farm and it, it measures I think eight or nine different aspects different angles of, of sustainability and environmental impact and, uh, we wanted to, to take a good look at what five or six years of progress looked like and uh, some of the highlights were uh, about 75% of the fields in the study were using uh, at least one practice to mitigate nitrate loss to groundwater. Greenhouse gas emissions in our fields were 27% below a national benchmark. And and our fields averaged two different conservation practices per field in the study, which shows that we're not taking a one and done approach to this, we're trying to stack successes and make continuous improvement, which has always been our goal. We also had a a different uh, consultant at Farmers for Sustainable Food do a, a, a summary of I think nutrient management plans and. And using the the soil loss equation, devised that we would, uh, in 2022, we saved or prevented a little over 100,000 pounds of phosphorus from entering local waterways, so the Kiwani or Anape River and our local f- streams, and eventually the bay and the lake. And you know, just as a point of reference, one pound of phosphorus will feed 500 pounds of algae. So that's 50 million pounds, theoretically.
0: How many farms uh, are a part of Peninsula Pride Farms that are, that are working on this?
1: We started at uh, a little over 40 back in 2016, uh, lost a couple to retirements and things like that, then started recruiting new members and doing some outreach, and we're now up to 58 members, farmer members, plus some supporting businesses, some friends, things like that. And we've always got outreach programs going on to try to bring in new members. So we're you know, we're serving 60 farmers right now probably.
0: Where does your dairy go and how can people find it on store shelves? So
1: our milk goes to the Krohn's Cheese Factory just south of Luxembourg, AgriPure is the parent company. They make mozzarella and provolone there. It's like three days of one and then four days of the other. And they've got the storefront right there where you can buy the products. but. Wisconsin cheese is sold in 99% of the grocery stores in the United States. All you have to do is look for the proud Wisconsin cheese badge, and you can find it just about anywhere.
0: We're talking with Paul Cornett of Cornet Dairy in Luxembourg, Wisconsin, where they milk around 360 cows and are involved in the farmer-led watershed group Peninsula Pride Farms. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.